2: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 266 of the More Than Just Code podcast. My name is Tim Mitchell and I'm in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined once again by Jaime Lopez Jr. in Seattle, Washington. How's it going? Question mark. And we're also joined by Mark Rubin down in San Jose, California. Hello. All righty. So yeah, let's, let's uh, dive in. I guess we got just a few things to talk about here. Um, yeah, fact check from last week, we were talking about Apple TV+, Plus and we weren't. I'm not sure if we mentioned uh, free trial or not, but uh, I found out in the documentation that it's a seven-day free trial. Which makes sense. I mean, like you're, if you're going to give a free trial, you don't want people binging all the content, right? Uh, which you could do technically, right? So uh, seven days is enough to sort of get a sense of, of uh, what's going on, right?
0: Unless you buy a new Mac, though, then you get a one-year free trial, right?
2: Oh, we, one one-year free trial. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's another reason to buy a new phone. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It almost feels anyway. like you should do your seven-day free trial going into a long weekend. And yeah. <laughs> then at the end of that, buy your Apple device so you can get the full year.
2: Right. Right. Huh.
1: And this right. assumes that you're not starting at the beginning because then you probably will get through all the content in seven days. And I'm thinking more, you know, this time next year when they have more content.
2: Well, s- seeing as I didn't buy a- an iPhone on day one or for day one, um, I think it, and on our thank- Canadian Thanksgiving is going to be sometime in the middle of October. That plan uh, actually might work out for me, Jaime, you know. <laughs> Doesn't
1: this launch on November 1st?
2: I thought this launched oh, on November yeah. 1st. Apple TV. Oh, okay. So I guess it's not going to
1: work. Okay, crap. If you celebrate American holidays, like American Thanksgiving. Yeah.
2: It'll work yeah. out for you. It could work out for me, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, speaking of, uh, so my, my Ask MTJC, I'll just jump in with this one, is, uh, so uh, I noticed a couple of days ago people were talking about uh, Apple Arcade being available and I thought, well, hey, I've got iOS 13, let me go see if it's available. And sure enough, I do have Apple Arcade, so I've been, I went in and played a couple of games and I just started scrolling through all the content that was there and I'm thinking, you know, it'd be really kind of cool if, if uh, my four-year-old granddaughter could play something in Apple Arcade and I'd, I'd remiss to find anything for Warrior Roles. I thought this was fun for the whole family.
1: Oh, interesting. So uh, it looked like a fair number of things they had would be safe for the family. Like you could, she could watch you doing stuff and not be, you know,
2: traumatized. Watch me? Way. Have you met her? No. Um, yeah. But I
1: hadn't really thought about it from the perspective of is there anything that's like kid-friendly to that age?
2: Yeah, like it's a lot of shoot-em-ups and golf and, you know, um, perspective games and stuff like that, but nothing... I, I haven't seen anything. I mean, one We'll have a bit of follow-up in a minute, but I haven't seen anything specific that, you know, I would sort of say is safe for her. Because there's, there's all kinds of games on the internet, like little, you know, put-together pizzas and strawberry shortcake kind of games that you can entertain kids with, and they have to click through the ads and stuff like that. And and we have a fair number of app, apps that have been created for, you know, young kids on our iPads. Um, but, yeah, nothing, nothing in Apple Arcade that I could see, so I'm kind of disappointed in that sense, right? Unless people can, hey, use Ask MTJC to let us know if there is, in fact, a Way to find kid kid friendly content, right? That kids could play, not watching their parents play. Right. Have you tried it out yet, Hame? I haven't because
1: I believe this uh, opened oh, up early for searching. iOS 13 beta users. And right, right. I right, am right. Uh, I am going to wait on iOS 13. I might wait as long as thirteen point one, just given all of the um, all the people being very very concerned on the interwebs and on other podcasts. Yeah.
2: Well, for those of you driving at home, I think thirteen point one is supposed to come out September or October thirtieth, I believe. Like it's it's quite a way away, but um, yeah, it's it's an odd mix. But I, I have the Gold Master installed on my uh, on my devices. Um, Thirteen, that is. and uh, yeah, I mean, my my one complaint, and I think everybody's complaint that I've heard or that I've you know in the circle pe- of people that I run with is is just text selection. is just awful. They change they change the way you select text, and it's it's uh, you know for copying and pasting purposes, and it's really painful. But yeah, anyway moving on Um, Oh, it it, it dawned on a couple of us uh, we were chatting on Twitter really quickly that um, uh, and this is a post from uh, Rene Foucault I'm going to say he uh, posted that uh, it dawned on him and it dawned on me too I guess at the same time that you guys get an extra 3% on if you buy your things with your Apple Apple card you get a 3% discount on top of uh, on top of your purchase of gear well the rest of the world we have to pay full price and in some cases they pay even more than than the U.S. does so, and, and his point here is that's probably why they have twenty percent market share outside of the U.S., where it's fifty percent in the U.S. itself. just so an interesting little caveat, catch twenty-two situation there. You know,
1: I don't understand why prices like if it's like nine ninety nine U.S., it'll be nine hundred ninety nine pounds in the U.K., which it should be fewer pounds, right? Because it's like yeah, one yeah. point three dollars per pound uh, exchange rate, roughly. So you would think it'd be like, I don't know, like eight fifty or eight seventy five. Something it's really weird that they do it like that. So I'd never really considered that there is a pricing advantage for um, Apple hardware at the very least.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, just trying to get Apple hardware. Like I'm sure you know, I've I've always complained that you know there's at least a fifty percent bump or fifty dollar bump on equipment when you when you bring it up here north of the border. Like we pay the we have to pay the difference in exchange rate plus this seemingly this sort of fifty dollar. I don't know if it's a Canadian duty or whatever that gets lumped on top of that. But I do know in europe a lot of people complain about the prices and in australia they get they get hosed big time um, in terms of what they pay for apple gear right so and so so adding the fact that you guys can now take advantage of uh, a three percent discount is is adding insult to injury right for us you probably see what i'm saying yeah I yeah but
0: you guys have, really been, have been uh screwing us with all the maple syrup uh price hikes <laughs> for years so this is a little bit of turnaround what,
2: what's australia been screwing <laughs> you out of the price of marmite or something uh, what vegemite <laughs> which yeah, Marmite, yeah, yeah, as speaking of which, I saw something funny the other day was uh was a comment about you know living in canada is uh is like um having your next door neighbor having the radio on full blast twenty four seven and uh and uh or yeah, having having the car radio having your neighbor's car radio blasting seven 24 twenty-four seven, 24/7, and uh an American replied, How do you think it feels to be locked in the car? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Enough cross border humor. All right. Uh many, you got something here about September September event? Yeah, we
1: were wondering this is a little bit of follow up from the the question that we had of like, all right, so Apple streamed the September event on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Was it saved? And I, I didn't know that the answer because i hadn't looked but into your intervening days i have looked and it is in fact there on apple's okay. official site i uh, sorry official channel on youtube right. uh, in all its one hour 42 minutes and 18 seconds glory so mm-hmm. if you didn't want to see just the uh you know best of that we had done last week i think it was like two minutes ish mm-hmm. uh, you can watch the whole thing and, and see for yourself
2: well i missed the very very beginning because i think we we're trying to get a meeting room to watch it but uh yeah i missed the very beginning of it so i'll probably go back because they always show a video at the very beginning right so.
1: I think oh, okay. So you, yeah, yeah. If you, if you missed that part, like it, I think it's good to see the inspirational videos. I know they sometimes get um, dinged a little from folks of like, Oh, like this is just them, you know, dunking with their, with their designs. I'm like, it's kind of cool to see what they're thinking. Right. And how they're trying to show how this is leads into the theme for the, the conference, not the conference, the presentations.
0: I don't know. I'd rather see more products and fewer videos personally.
2: Well, you know, they said, it's no secret that Apple uses that video to set a tone, right? Or, or yep. to try and set a tone, anyway. A, a, and just you know, to follow up on what we were saying last week, uh, I've had a number of people say to me this week that that the the whole event on the on, on the event on the whole was sort of lackluster. It didn't seem to really have a lot of pop to it, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, what's next, Tommy? Which was yes. which
0: was strange because there were some pretty cool stuff in there. You know, Mm -hmm, the the watch, mm -hmm. I thought, well, I mean, I guess we saw some reports that the watch hardware isn't that great, but, but there were some cool new features like the always on thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the phone I thought was actually pretty nice hardware. So they could have made this thing snap a little more, but,
2: but didn't, I mean, the midnight green seems to be really popular with people, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have to see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, Any, any news on you guys getting the phone? Have you thought much about it or I haven't thought about it at all? No. I mean,
1: phones, not officially out yet so i can't go to the store and see the phone and the watch that's what i'm going to wait for
2: oh because... you're you're a, you're a want to see it first go yeah ahead, i'm a tentative of, kind of... of like
1: you know i could be convinced if the ceramic watch is is all i hope it would be and yeah. uh, could be convinced of like yeah i kind of want the uh, the trypophobic phone you know yeah. the, the camera stuff right. especially the night mode seems like very impressive
2: well you don't have to look at the holes if you own the phone right
1: yes um, it's the other <laughs> the victims <laughs> yeah, <laughs> victimizing yeah. people as i walk about yeah
2: yeah well, fortunately for me, the last weekend we had the uh, the Toronto International Film Festival was was ending, and on sa- on Sunday night, Sunday during the day, they they have free screenings of the uh, winning films, and it was a really long shot for me to go stand in line for like an hour and a half to see if I could get into the. I got into one show, uh, one one screening, but second one I wanted to see, um, but it saved me from going to the Apple Store and actually buying a phone, which was good. Um, so even though I didn't get to see the movie, it, it did give me a little bit of time to, to be patient about it, and uh, I have since talked to my my provider. To find out what my options are. And actually, they're pretty good. I'm in a position where um, I could actually buy the phone outright and just, and not have to worry about any sort of commitment, or I can get it financed. They have this, this, they're doing a similar, um, similar to what you guys are doing with with the pay by month kind of thing. Um, It's almost like a car lease where you, you get the phone, you get, you know, $450 off the phone, and then you pay, you know, monthly. And then, at the end of the two years, you basically hand the phone back, right? Which is very similar to like a two year car lease right? Mm-hmm. So you can have the phone, you know, get it subsidized a little bit. And I think you do end up paying a bit more money than, than you would if you just bought it outright. But save you having to come up with, you know, $1,600, you know, plus tax uh, on day one. Anywho, um, what's next, Tommy? Yeah. Speaking of the events and, you know, videos, I think a big
1: sort of lackluster part of the event was those game demos that they showed for Apple Arcade which seemed to just do a real disservice, if you ask me. Like, I, I don't think showing Frogger was that enticing. Maybe Shinsekai looked okay. Uh, the other one that was sort of like an anime music instrument sort of thing, that seemed cooler. I think if they had just showed this uh, this video, which is in a minute and 48 seconds, people would have been way more hyped for Apple Arcade. And I've, I've been but- seeing more people talking about Apple Arcade. I was like, oh, it's got cool cool stuff it's like yeah you didn't know because the event itself didn't really do a good job of selling it to you
2: yeah, but they always sort of have those. They always want to have the developer on stage and do a demo. But I thought that they chose the uh, like you mentioned, Konami, right? Is is famous for other less family friendly games. I think they wanted to keep it sort of a, a tone of family friendliness. That's what I how I kind of saw it, right? And that's why they showed something goofy like Frogger.
1: So I could see that. But if we were going to go that route, I would have shown Pac Man. So oh, Pac Man's no, Namco. Uh, yeah, I would just scrap Konami <laughs> and go with Namco.
2: Well, maybe they couldn't, couldn't make it to the event or something. But, yeah, so is Pac-Man in Arcade? There's, uh, like, a f- multiplayer version. I don't know. It was
1: one of those ones I saw. I could have swore I saw it in this preview. Did I said it in this preview? Let's see if I can find it. Sayonara Wild Hearts is the one I was thinking of, by the way.
2: By the oh, way, it's really strange. Things. I would have thought that the Arcade was like an app you downloaded, in, and it would sort of be like a little folder or something where the apps would live. But way it works is you, you sign up for the, the subscription for the for the arcade, and then you download each app individually. So they're actually like, it just looks like regular apps. Like you, I don't know that you would know any, there's no indication that that's an Apple arcade app um, once you have it on your device, right? So Because I downloaded mm-hmm. one, one game for sure and played around with it for a bit. but And can I, you buy would, those
0: games on their own? No, I don't you, think so. If they, you don't have the service?
2: No. But I, oh, I don't know about that. That's a good question. Um, no, because there's a category now. Like if you look on, oh, I guess you guys don't have, I keep forgetting you guys don't have iOS 13 on your phones. Oh, when well, you go to the a, Apple Store? So
0: let's see. Uh, name one of, the, one of the apps, one of the games. I'm, gonna, I'm just the,
2: going to the app. There. I'm just going to the app store right now. Well, he looks at but that. So, I am looking at
1: the playlist of this one minute, 48 second video and Pac-Man Party Royale by Bandai Namco is in there as is Sonic Racing by Sega and I'd even yeah. say Lego Brawls by Lego would also have been a very family friendly sort of thing to show.
2: Yeah, do you, well, is that, but is, is when they say brawl, does that mean that they're going to be fighting? Like, you don't want a four-year-old uh, to be bashing each other over the head with Lego, right?
1: Uh, it looks like the normal Lego Adventures, like the themed ones they have with Harry Potter and Star Wars and stuff. You and friends run around and and adventure-style fight, not right. uh, um, not like Street yeah. Fighter punching.
2: Yeah, but still, I'm saying that the, for a four-year-old, that's a little. That's a little. Is that still so intense? Okay, yeah, um, too intense. Yeah, in fact, in fact, like I don't know if you've ever seen the Octonauts. It's a pretty. It's like Jacques Cousteau, but like in animated format, and they learn about the ocean and stuff like that. My my granddaughter will tell us I don't like I don't like I- she'll say I don't like this one and and what she means is it's too violent or too scary and she wants us to skip to the next episode right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah anyway so I have if I look on the app store I have an arcade uh, tab at the bottom of the, of the you know, how you have it, it's a tab controller. You yep. guys have an app, arcade on
0: yours? No, but I have a games no. tab.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I can cart Cat Quest
0: 2, Fantastic Feast. Hold on. Wizard, let me search for these. Name one of them. Dodo what was Pink. it? Cart
2: Quest? Um, uh, well, yeah, Fantastic Feast. Okay. Let me see. By the way, uh, the, the our friends over at, um, they're not really our friends, but we know them. Um, Snowman Productions, the ones who brought out Alto's Adventure, they announced yesterday that they just came out with, a with an, uh, Apple Arcade
0: app. Did you say Fantastic Feats or Fantastic Beasts? Beasts. That one's not showing up. How
2: about Dodo Peak as in Dodo
0: Bird? Yeah, I mean, it might just be that I don't have uh, iOS 13 installed. Yeah. Oh, Dodo uh, Peak. Th- th- There's Dodo Peak. Oh no.
2: Okay. So in the in the description, it actually says um, Apple Arcade, and then underneath it, it says the name of the app. So it says Apple Arcade Dodo Peak. I didn't notice that. Yeah. These are all, these are all designated as Apple Apple Arcade games.
0: Okay. Because that wasn't clear that that if you don't have Apple Arcade, you cannot get these games at all.
2: Well, that's what I would have thought though. I, I, that's that's what I kind of uh, got the impression of that if you wanted to play these games, you had to, have to sign up for Apple Arcade, yeah. and then you then you only. Pay one price, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's
1: it's been confusing to me because I thought they were exclusive to Apple. Um, and then I was like, "Well, this game is coming out on like the Switch, and this game is coming on Xbox, and it's apparently exclusive on mobile, and they don't consider oh, really? the Switch a mobile mm-hmm. device, in that so it pretty much just means keeps it off of Android.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so so hang on a sec. So these are available on Xbox, and and uh, not every offers? one of them,
1: but they're um oh gosh, I can't even remember which one I saw that I say, hey, wait a minute, I thought that was an apple arcade exclusive but apparently it's not right i mean there's in the gaming world there's so many different kinds of exclusives i thought oh maybe it's a timed exclusive and then after six months it can be on other platforms Mm -hmm. and i had read somewhere and i apologize i don't have it handy that it's mobile exclusive right right but but to mark's uh, point like it's still kind of confusing it's like wait so are these exclusive to apple arcade or is it the case where you could buy these individually but you know you're better off purchasing you know semi purchasing it through the Subscription of Apple Arcade, right? Like, you know, these games might be five dollars each, but well, okay, instead of getting two games at five dollars a piece, I could just pay the once, you know, a month five dollars to get all of these games.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think I, my impression was that these games were specifically made to run on the Apple Arcade, like the newsstand used to back in the day, right? Like you had to have the newsstand app, and then any new start newsstand apps would run within that within that environment. way, anyway, real time follow up, uh, Ryan Cash of um, he's uh, with uh, Snowman Development. Um, um, the name of the app that they just came out with is where cards fall so, launches on thursday it says cool Let's look at that there are some i mean some interesting looking games but you you, you can't judge a, a game by its icon right <laughs> oh. you have to look at the videos or whatever but yeah i it, like i would think that like i don't know it's i'm surprised that apple doesn't have a sort of categorization of of the style of game like you know i'm not going to play games where people are bashing each other with their heads with swords and stuff like that or, or doing drop kicks and stuff that's not my thing right um so i, I don't know how how does one find games that one wants to play Uh, they
0: might be intentionally not doing that because there might not be enough games in some of the categories Oh, (laughs) and it might scare people off right right that's true that's true
1: yeah I think there's an opportunity here where here's my strategy my strategy is I'm going to wait even when you know I get iOS 13 I'm not going to use my free trial until people have already sort of tried things out and I can see reviews and I can sort of figure out what fits my personality then I'll try those in the free trial and if I'm really into it then I might subscribe. Right, right. And since Tim, I think since you're already trying this stuff out, you I mean I think you should absolutely report back on this and make those picks of the week or you know give little mini reviews or some of stuff that you end up liking.
2: Sure. Okay, well I, I can tell you just I, I just as another more real-time follow-up, I just did a search for where cards fall. And in the search result window, let me do it again, it actually says in arcade. So so where's my water? You know, where's my water is in stores, you know, but where's where cards fall, it actually says in arcade. Arcade. so okay. yeah, so definitely an arcade game. I think if you search for that, you probably find the same thing. What if you can you just searching for that name? Mind you, I don't know if, it, if iOS 12.
0: What was it called again?
2: Where cards fall? Where
0: cards. Yeah, where cards fall.
2: And what do you see when you get there?
0: Oh, I see introducing Apple Arcade.
2: Oh, but can you actually get into it? No, nope. without...
0: I cannot. I also see an ad for logo for Lego for whatever reason.
2: Well, coming back to the point of this particular section, um, I did watch the video that you put up on me, and, and it does. It, you're right. It does does sort of give a sort of uh, like one of those top. 10 List, but I think it's 100 or something like that, or, or in a minute or something. Um, gives it quite a, quite a a variety of games. Yeah, Again, nothing I could see that would be kid-friendly. I mean, little kid-friendly, <laughs> yeah, toddler-friendly.
1: Yeah, not like Sesame Street-level friendly, right? Like a lot of these, I yeah, think...
2: where's Sesame Street and all this? And where's, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Reader Rabbit, where's Reader Rabbit? Anyway,
1: all right. <laughs> Kevin O'Leary somewhere out there. His ears tingled. Yeah, poor guy.
2: So hard done by. Um, so the next story here I've got is is from the Ver- uh, it's 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 basically a review in two sections this is just a review of the iPhone Pro iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone Pro 11 Pro Mac yeah um, and they, they do have another review which I don't have linked in here but I'll find it for the show notes um, of, of just the iPhone 11 um, but this ha- starts off with a. you can it's a big long read if you want it's a, it's probably it's like a, it's not a two-minute read it's quite a long in, intense uh, review of the iPhone 11s 11s with an S um, but there's also a video at the top if you want to watch that. And what's interesting about it is, is they go through all the the points of uh, what was presented in the talk. They've got, the verge actually has two of these phones. So the the person writing the article, his name is uh, Nile Patel. He's got a uh, the Max, and uh, another lady in um, New York City uh, is running around with a an iPhone 11 Pro. And so they're comparing uh, photos. They've got side by side comparisons with photos taken with um, these phones and um, um, your your regular you know Android phones like your um, and comparing the uh, the iPhone XS uh, the uh, Pixel three and the Note ten in a series of photos and they got the side by sides with the slider as well. If you read it on if you read this article on um, your device, you'll get the you won't get the slider obviously, but in, in Safari on the brow on the Mac, you get the slider. You can slide back and forth between the two. And they talk about you know how how the iPhone Pro is better in uh, in uh, in general in terms of shooting things in terms of how it handles color and how it maintains blacks and and uh, highlights and that kind of stuff and flesh tones. Um, quite impressive. And uh, the, the lady, I'm just scrolling through the article here, lady running to, uh, who, who went around um, New York, she was comparing the video capabilities of this phone and other phones. So she simultaneously had uh, the three phones um, uh, running side by side. Um, so obviously the, their opinion, and I think my opinion too, is that the Pro seems to be more about shooting photography than anything else. Um, one thing that they talked about with... In this in this review about is about the battery life and why Apple isn't being specific about the total number of hours or comparing it to um, to the existing devices that are out there in the market now that you know the 10s and the 10R uh, and those series of phones and th- and that is that um, they've used Apple has basically used the data they've got gathered data from people you know, who've allowed them to get the ba- battery usage data uh, so they compiled you know typical use uh, cases and um, they've used a model to extrapolate the difference in what the battery life would be like on these devices in, you know, cause they obviously aren't out in the wild for people to really try out. Um, so yeah, it's really tough to sort of compare, you know, with what Apple's saying, like the five hour, Oh, this one has five hours more. This one has four hours more um, because it is not really a real world, you know, test or real world measurement. So that's uh, one thing that's, that uh, they talk about in the article being tough to reproduce, but um, yeah, like that. So that's uh it's a, it's a good read um, or a good video if you want to watch this. 17-minute-long video uh, probably would take you about that long to read this article. Um, I started with the article myself, and then I found out that they had a video I could watch later. But uh, yeah, it's a good good review of uh, of what's going on with the iPhone uh, Pro uh, 11 Pros. And um, I mean, they says right on the on the, uh, on the lead-in article. Or it doesn't say this on the on the title of the article, or maybe it does. Yeah, it says the iPhone Pro uh, says the battery life is real. So the, uh, the two of the, the two reviewers uh, did agree that the uh, the batteries are battery do last way longer than the existing phones that are on the market now
0: i skimmed through it because it was pretty long uh but yeah i thought it was a pretty good summary i haven't had time to read it in depth though
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like like for me i just sat down sat back and watched the video after i realized it was there but yeah i read most of it on the streetcar the way to work one day
1: Yeah, I do think um, if I end up buying an iPhone 11 Pro, it will be that combination of the ultra wide lens, the night mode, and the battery life that people have been uh, confirming. Apparently, this is not the only source that I've seen that says, "Yeah, it's finally a a phone battery life that you're not going to complain about," which is actually a pretty, pretty good thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not like some crazy huge. This phone was made by you know Duracells. All right, cool. It's like a brick. (laughs) Of course, it's got good battery life. whole thing is a battery with a phone duct tape to it
2: so yeah so we, we've been scrutinizing the, the stats on this thing doing side by side looking at tech, tech comparisons and normally the the max size phone like going back to the six the six plus the seven plus the eight plus and and uh last year's uh, max phone there was always a slightly better camera like maybe a better optical zoom or a better you know better obviously larger size screen and therefore larger size battery but um these two phones are identical like tech specs Right, right down to the chips that are in them, the amount of memory you can get in them, everything down to down down the line is identical. The only difference is the size of the device, and obviously, like you get an extra hour of battery. So, if you had your choice, which size would you go with, or which phone would you go with?
0: Well, I never liked the personally, I never liked the super large phones. I always go with the with the smaller one. So I would go with the with just the regular Pro.
1: What about you, Hemi? I had a Plus and loved the large screen size, hated the lack of pocketability. Um, I've gotten really Used to the iphone 10 size so i lean without having seen these in person i lean towards getting the regular 11 pro because it's probably you know the closest in size to my iphone 10 but yeah might want to see what that max looks like and if apple will let me put it in my pocket without <laughs> feeling like, <laughs> like i'm stealing so i can see how it feels um i might go with the larger size if it mm. you know having removed the forehead and chin for in, in favor of the notch. Maybe it's got just enough extra screen size without being stupidly large like the Plus was.
2: Yeah, well, I can tell you, we have we have all of these phones. We don't have the, the new phones, but we have all the Pluses and, and the smaller phones like the At Work. We have like several models of them. And between the three of them, I mean, they're all, they're, they're relatively the same size. The only difference is the Pluses, the, the old Pluses, the, the 6 Plus and, and 7 Plus are ridiculously large compared to, to smaller, the smaller size phones. Right, but um, but these three, like the the ten, uh, the XR, ten R, and the ten they're all very very similar in size, right? The um, ten so, so 10S and 10S ten plus or Max last year, I can't remember uh, Max. Supp- supposedly Maddie's.
1: the new branding from Apple is when there are uh, actual feature differences, like this is better in some way, like the way yeah. the plus models had um, better cameras, like you know more cameras or cameras with stabilization, that sort of thing. Those were yeah. plus, and if it's just bigger than its max.
2: Yeah. The one difference between, I mean, I did some, I have some, somewhere I have a picture of the phones on my, uh, like last year's phones on a desk, the three of them sitting beside each other and, and you, they're relatively the same size, like I said. If you put them like one, two, three, like like you put the 10, 10S and then you put the 10R and then you put the 10S max. it's kind of, they they're, they look like they're related in terms of size, right? Um, but the, what um, the, was interesting last year is we, we did a comparison with the, the way that the, people were complaining that the, the new phones were sort of lightening up skin tones and, and making things look better than they really were. And it, these phones do so, something similar to that. They're calling it Super HDR, I believe, right? Or something like that. Uh, ultra HDR. I think it's Super HDR. Um, and the, the, in the article, explained that the, the camera actually takes three photos before you actually hit the shutter. Like three sort of um, um, for exposure, right? And then, and then, of course, it takes one overexposed shot and then it puts, puts the three together or puts the, all the images together to give you the best combination. In Apple's opinion doing air quotes uh, of what what the shot should be so that's why you get good uh, blacks and you get good highlights and that kind of stuff in, in your in your hdr shots that you're doing so, yeah good article definitely deco- definitely recommend digging into it and have a look at it all right so move on to the next article um this this one we spotted in the toronto star but i've got a link here from the new york times so what this one is is does Apple skip tip does Apple tip the scales in favor of its own apps and and it's been found out through Sensor Tower's research I think over the last year or so or maybe more that um now that now that just sort of that ad advertising game that's in the in the um, in the App Store when you're doing a search uh the the results were surprising that um most of the time if you search for an app an Apple result an Apple created app would come up first and before you got to the competitors other Apple apps would come up in the search results as well right so it's and they, they have a sort of um, graph it's really interesting on, on the, the article here I hadn't looked at it on, on the Mac just before the show but uh, that you know they kind of uh, go through the scroll through the results and they show that like if you if you had searched in 2018 for podcasts you would get like um, an app uh, for instance and then you would get a, Apple podcasts and then you would get the compass and you get find my friends and you get Apple tips and you get Apple TV and you get Apple watch and you get files and then you get iTunes store and you get home and you get Apple Books, reminders, Apple News, contacts, video manuals, and then you get the actual apps that are related to podcasts, like the podcast app, audio, Apple audiobooks, um, you know, and so on and so forth. Tune in radio and that kind of stuff, right?
1: I see the premise. I see that they mm-hmm. they could be um, sort of juicing their own stuff to try to promote. That's that's certainly the angle that the New York Times is taking. Like, oh look, they're they're you know doing antitrusty type things and and pushing their stuff in unfair. Given how bad apple has been historically with search and especially app store search mm-hmm. i kind of think the occam's razor model says no apple just screwed up because they're bad at this yeah. and somebody yeah. put you yeah. know, yeah. select star from apple <laughs> and that's why you have stupid things like compass and home and watch showing up when clearly something related to podcast it this looks like literally every apple app that you could download
2: yeah i, I to be honest with you, i don't i yeah, you're right i don't give apple that much credit when it comes to the app store searches because it's been a dismal Experience right from the get-go. Um, I think that I think that yeah, you're right. I think that that this is just um, something going wrong. And then and then um, in the article, they talk about you know once they discovered it, an engineer went in and made a change to the to the algorithm, and, and it seemed to fix things. I think if if I read it correctly. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and actually, one thing that's kind of interesting reading between the lines is if you scroll down about halfway through the article, actually towards the bottom of the article, there's a yeah. chart of share of keywords for which Apple apps have ranked first. Yeah. So what this is all about, and it's showing the uh, the effect of the algorithm change. Well, mm-hmm. before the algorithm change, the share of keywords for which Apple apps have ranked first was only about 1.4%. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's it's up from the 0.4% or 0.5% that it was before, but it's right. up to 1.4% and now it's down to 1.2%. These are tiny, tiny changes. Right, so right. even if this is true, it's kind of a tempest in a uh, teacup to quote our Friends.
2: Yeah, I mean they've, they've quoted uh, Eddie Q and and Phil Schiller a couple of times in this article, and you know uh, Mr. Q says we make mistakes all the time, right? So, yeah. um, and it could have been there was one example that they talked about where um, something came up Oh, when the Apple Wallet came out, when the Apple Card came out. I mean, a couple of things. One is that they were they were pushing the Apple Card hard, and if they're doing that, then people might have gone in, you know, and searched for, Search for, for, or for. Apple yeah. Card, and and that would like you you were teasing me last a couple of weeks ago about uh, clicking on it. Um, Nickelback link, right? Um, that you know, people more and more people clicking on this obviously creates affinity for for this result, right? And so the, the, the algorithms or the machine learning or whatever it is would think, oh, well, this is what people are generally looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's show that. And in fact, uh, they they uh, made the assumption that the the team that was putting the metadata in the keywords in for that particular um, product were also putting in you know cash money you know related terms that adding it to the wall Wallet app because we were complaining about the wallet app coming up up to the top right, but that's where you put your your Apple card right, so makes it that makes sense. I mean, I can see that. I, 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 I you're right. I, I I kind of wonder about these articles sometimes when I know I posted it, but I, I wonder about these articles when um, uh, places like New York Times or, or Bloomberg or whatever go after Apple thinking that you know they're they're conniving and they're rubbing their hands together to to game their own system right. So at the end of the day, like you've said before, it's their system too, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Behind me, you're up next.
1: Yeah, you know, we've been talking a lot about subscriptions, eh, both consumer ones and also from the developer side about, you know, does it make sense to have a subscription mm-hmm. um, for your you know, app pricing model? Well, if you do, uh, there's now a new feature in App Store Connect called the uh, billing grace period, where if you want, you can turn this on and your app can continue to function appropriately for the user, assuming there was some sort of failure in the auto-renewal part. So like, I don't know, it went to auto-renew and, you know, maybe... Maybe they needed a new credit card or something and they don't just get immediately cut off. Like they still have to resolve the problem during the grace period, but it's still nice to have the option to sort of patch over that for a little bit and get the user through that.
2: Yeah. They do that with domain names, for instance, on one of the services that I use, if you, I think this is true with most domain names, when a domain expires uh, and you you didn't pay it because, you know, you obviously didn't pay it or maybe your credit card uh, got changed. I mean, it happens all the time. People get new credit cards or, or the, the, the expiry date passes over over um, so rather than you know oh you've lost the rights to that name they, they put it into a, like a 30-day grace period and I think that Mark Pelvis when he was talking about um, subscription pricing um, probably about six episodes ago uh, had mentioned that there was a sort of um, nebulous area where you know what do you what do you do with somebody who cancels a subscription either through accident or, or on purpose like you know how do you get that how do you win that person back or what can you give them to come back you know uh, in that sense but this this also will help, um, you know, lo- losing that customer altogether because you don't have access to your customer data. That's one of the biggest problems about uh, people complain about Apple. You can't, you know, send them a, hey, don't don't leave in a hurry kind of email or that kind of thing, right? You know, how can we make your experience better? That kind of thing. But uh, this this gives you some, at least gives the user some time. This, is that wrong I'm reading this correctly, Hermie? That they gives them time to continue to use it even though they may have accidentally let the, the time lapse?
1: Yeah, I envision is more of, like, you know, imagine somebody uh, signed up three years ago right. they used a credit card and whoops they didn't realize that their credit card needed to be updated and, yeah. and, and you know because they got a new one issued from their bank and now it's like oh no like I don't want to be cut off immediately like obviously you can't let that go forever because you know people being people they try to scam you know there's scammers out there but this is for the legitimate case of like whoops you know have a new credit card for reasons whether it needed to be renewed or maybe I had some sort of fraud in my old one and I need to switch to a new one um, this this gives people you know the grace period. To resolve that problem.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, what's next? We're going to skip the push notification thing. Notification? Why? To that, but...
0: Just curious. Why we're skipping it?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, think, I don't think it made. Uh, I, I think I misunderstood the intent of the article. Like, it's it's just about a change. It's about a change in the way that iOS 13 is handling push no- device noti- device tokens and notifications. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah. It, actually, it's more of a change in the way iOS 13 is is handling descriptions of objects. Right. But it will right. have potentially a, an effect in this particular case. It was kind of an interesting case that it, of him taking a generalization and then applying it to a very specific thing where it can cause a problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can skip it. That's fine. I was just curious why you put it in then crossed it out.
2: Yeah, I kind of, I, 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 I thought there was a change and like a more, more. I mean, maybe I just didn't understand it, but I thought there was more specific example of, of, of this change and what it means for people. Yeah,
0: there was no change in push notifications. That's that's the funny thing right, about the article. Right, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 So I was kind of, that's what flagged me, my attention. Cause yep. one of the things I'm aware of. And as I started going through it and like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering why he wanted to log what was in the description and, and mm. at his point about the fact, you know, Swift three and iOS 10, you could put little people's faces in here and all that kind of stuff. Right. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting though. I was, I was, when I was walking down the street, um, I had a voiceover on cause I, I you know, don't want to look at my phone when I'm listening, reading an article. I didn't know there's a woman's face with no hair if you look at the the line of faces there because when you when voiceovers on it actually tells you it says woman with dark hair woman with dark hair woman with light hair white hair right you know man with with orange hair and then there's if you look i think it's around the eighth or ninth icon in the first uh, paragraph first line of that paragraph there's a woman with no hair i actually
0: have no idea what you're talking about
2: if you look at the article
0: which article
1: oh i see the uh the string of of emoji about halfway through the article. Yeah. It says, that was until Swift 3 and iOS 10. Yeah,
0: when you oh, started oh, adding oh, the... Oh, oh in the circle. There's
1: like a huge string of... Uh, I think one of the call-out blocks, the little information icon, looks like it's a different color background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a big string of, of emoji.
0: Oh, there. Oh, okay, okay. Are you are talking about the one that's second from the right on the first line? Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, Miley Cyrus one or something, isn't it?
2: Is it? Oh, uh, okay. I don't know.
0: It may, it may not actually <laughs> be about that, but I always interpreted it that way.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Which is it? To, to sticking it up to the side, though. So, All right. I mean, what do you got first,
1: next? Yeah, this one was... I was a little worried because it's almost too inside baseball. But then I mm-hmm. thought about it as a sort of experiment around what does app pricing look like. Right. So the Pocket Cast app, which, as a reminder, was purchased like a year ago or something, I think, by a consortium of NPR, WNYC Studios, and WBEZ Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, public radio organizations. They're changing from a... One-time fee of three ninety-nine to buy the um, Android or iOS apps mm-hmm. to, I guess it would be a, subscri- a freemium with a subscription fee mm-hmm. option. So everything that you would normally expect from a podcast app would be free. And what goes under the subscription is for power users that can pay $0.99 cents a month or $10 a year for access to the desktop apps, cloud storage of their own audio and video files, and exclusive app icons and themes. And the the company is saying that um, the fee for this is really just to cover the cost of the uh, the cloud storage, in particular for the plus features, uh, and that they are looking to monetize in other ways, which they claim are not focused on advertising. And I can't I can't believe that with a straight face, to be honest. <laughs> I don't see I don't see why they would buy a podcast app um, if you weren't trying to control uh, analytics access in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't proclaim to know that. You know you know um, slandering anybody here is just Thinking about it logically, I can't see how not charging for the app would work out from a monetary standpoint.
2: Well I mean the thing about it is is like I think the point I got from what they said was that, you know, by charging three ninety nine for the app, they were they were limiting themselves in terms of who would be the audience, right? Um, they they've gone to the subscription I can see why they're going to subscription model, because it basically makes them, you know, potentially have a more long term recurring income. But um, yeah, but going free versus, you know, what is it? I don't forget. What is the subscription? Ninety nine cents, uh, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. ninety nine cents a month, or ten dollars a year for a saving of two dollars.
2: Right, right. I mean, if you're a fan of the app, I guess I guess you could do that. But um, I think I do know somebody who used to be on this podcast who uses this app. But um, hmm.
1: yeah, I just thought it was it was interesting. It's like it's not a natural model. Like normally, I would think for subscriptions of this sort of app, it would be uh, you know, premium users get access to special content. Yeah, um, early content or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exclusive. Early release content. You're right.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's that's a pretty common model with with podcasting. At least that's what I've read in other apps that have done this. Like um, Castro, is that one charged? I forget. I I think so.
1: It's hard for me to know because I've sort of stuck it out with uh, Overcast all these years after starting with uh, Downcast way, way back when, when I first started listening to podcasts.
2: Yeah. Did you you buy Overcast outright or are you on a subscription plan? I think
1: I bought it outright at some point because I've never had to deal with any of the subscription stuff. I I don't even know what that looks like.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I may have paid uh, a one-time price for it back in the day, too. But there is a, there is now a, um, a way to going on, for ongoing support to support Marco, right? Well, but then again, you know, he can buy helicopter fuel with his own money. All right. So I guess that takes us to our picks, right? hmm Yes. Okay. So first one, we're coming back to our old friend, a uh, couple of old friends. One is Coramel and the other one is Matthias Holman, who is, uh, if you remember way back when we started talking about Coramel a couple of years ago, um, he's, you know, big-time, into it, and so he started uh, writing a blog post about, uh, he started a site called Machinethink.net um, He's now taking on the uh, the idea of, uh, and this is a two-part series that he's just started, or it's from July, so I don't know how I just saw it, but about uh, device, on-device training with Coromel. Uh and this is, I guess, a follow-up to what was happening at uh, WWDC, and if you read through the article, it's he points out that it's more about um, uh, and he, he goes through how to, how to do it, but it's more about personalized training as opposed to like doing full Blown model training that you would do normally with a server, um, you know, running to Create or or um, what's the other one he called out. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's 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 it, you know you would start with a model that's got some common thing. Like for instance, if we had uh, if we were looking at um, a way of categorizing dogs, for instance, like um, you know we might start with a model that, that already has uh, you know some some uh, understanding of dogs, and then we then Jaime would take it and he would personalize it around Poyo, and I would take it and personalize personalize around Matt you know my Mac my dog Macintosh um, and that would you know then in the similar way that the photos app does a similar thing on the device where it looks at your on, on the Mac or on the um, on the uh, iPad or iPhone it, it does a bit of machine learning on the the images that you have in there to categorize them to make you know to find people who are like if I create a an identity called Jaime it will then go through my catalog and look for pictures and assemble a, a catalog of images or an album of images of, of Jaime for instance right or Mac for that matter um, or dogs as a category in general that's um, well, yeah, kind of an interesting story I don't mark you're, I know you're the CoreML guy here or you're the machine learning guy what do you, did you have a chance to look at
0: this one yeah it was it was kind of an interesting article um, it was I'm trying to remember what there was one thing that kind of up. yeah so so the the kind of thing that I found most interesting was uh, that the new training is is actually not using createml uh, it's mm-hmm. actually it actually uses a variant of or something inside ML to do the training and is completely independent of a model that you might create with CreateML, which, of course, is the version that you run on, on your Macintosh to, to train your models. So, yeah, it's kind of a nice article. Yeah,
2: so if you're interested in machine learning or you want to just brush up and uh, catch up on it and maybe play around with it, you give it a shot, too. I think that uh, he also points out at the bottom of the um, article that uh, he's got a link to... Oh, he's got uh, the other uh, three parts here are, are linked at the bottom. There's a, an article from August and another one from September on CoreML, or sorry, on device training. Training with Cornel. Um but he also he's also one of the contributors, I believe, to the machine learning uh, book from other the Lake folks, um, which is Machine Learning on by Tutorials, and I think that was out already, right? That's from a couple of years, last year or the year before. So yeah, interesting. I learned about I learned all about push notifications from Matthias back in the day, so from one of his articles, I, I clipped it and saved it. So like you know, because things change over time, right? It's always I always go and sign my stuff with the steps he provided back in the day. Right. My next pick is from James Thompson and. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, this is a tip for, for your marketing uh, angle on your app. Um, and so he calls it a top developer tip. He says, put in a zip file of your uncompressed unframed app screenshots somewhere obvious on your website so that press people will stumble across it because they love it uh, if they've got artwork to use, like maybe this podcast would use to um, you know write up about your article. So if you make it easy for the marketing folks or the writers in, of the world out there to find your stuff, uh, more power to you. So that's his tip. Make an uh, make a zip file of uncompressed, unframed app screenshots. Put them on your website.
1: Yeah, I think having a, a press kit is a really, a really good idea. You know, you, we talk about reducing friction for users in apps. And like, how can we make it so it's even easier? I mean, doing the same thing for the people who are going to be reviewing and ideally publicizing your app, I mean, it just makes sense. Reduce friction for them will make it more likely that they'll have something to say about you and hopefully something good to say.
2: Right. All right. You have a pick, I huh, mean?
1: I do. I think it's quite timely given that. Uh, iOS 13 is... I think by the time this recording comes out, it'll have come out uh, officially. When well, it comes out. Um,
2: we're recording on September 18th, Wednesday, and it's officially out tomorrow, September 19th. Oh, yeah.
1: Hypothetically yeah. released tomorrow, but uh, by the time <laughs> this comes out, uh, I'm sure if you haven't supported Dark Mode already, you will have many, many one-star reviews coming your way, um, proclaiming they're uh, holding hostage the rest of the four stars remaining to, uh, to your update with Dark Mode. And if you wanted to know, you know, good ways to handle that, at least from a, not the technical bits of, you know, working with uh, color asset catalog stuff, but more on the, you know, how am I even going to make sense of how I'm dealing with color? I think this article by Soren Clausen, a uh, senior product designer at Nodes Digital in Dubai, has a a pretty good approach for it. Uh, It's called Dark Mode, working with color systems, which really focuses on breaking down different elements of your app into uh, this isn't the uh, you know, title color, this is the tint, uh, this is the primary background color, secondary background color, tertiary background color, so on and so forth, with the idea being that, uh, as I mentioned before, you could use uh, color catalogs that are mapped the same way, so when the user switches to dark mode, cool, you've already told Xcode, this is the alternative color to use for my tint in dark mode. Instead of being uh, black, maybe it's you know light green or something that shows up quite well. Uh, and also, kind of as a, a a shadow pick within a pick, there's apparently, uh, and I can't claim any usage of this because I don't have Sketch to try this out, apparently he's included a plugin for Sketch that lets you seamlessly switch between your light mode and dark mode color systems. Right. So that seemed pretty pretty handy.
2: So you just gave me a momentary panic. Well, it's not really a panic. I just realized that I haven't addressed dark mode in two of my apps. Um, actually, one of my apps, a Device Tracker, which is basically a, a just a regular old storyboard app with um, or, or data. And all that kind of stuff. Um, and I just noticed that one of my one of my titles is uh, black on blue, which is not going to work. So I you uh, have to scramble and get that fixed up. You know, probably tonight or tomorrow. Thanks, Jaime. Um, <laughs> but the other thing too is, is I noticed that that Pi I just opened Pi Day Countdown and Pi Day Countdown is asking to use Bluetooth. I'm like, what? Why? Why would Pi, t- Pi Day Countdown want to use Bluetooth? What kind of sketchy app developer would do I that? I know. <laughs> it's like you know, it's my boondoggle app, but still, like you know, <laughs> I got to put all the new features in there, right? So obviously, my permission strings need to be updated. And that one I haven't updated in, in well over a year. So, yeah, that's that's probably why. So, I wonder if, if Geek Squad wants to use uh, Bluetooth.
0: So, Jaime, mean, speaking of colors, how is your Apple card looking in your wallet these days?
1: Pretty- oh, let me let me pull it out. Let me take a look. Like the physical card?
0: No, I was talking about the colored one in, inside the app. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: but- I just paid my bill, so it's probably all clear now. So that would be a nice feature request to make it show you what it looks like. Oh, no, actually, I bought a couple of things. So predominantly blue with a little smattering of orange. Hmm. So Mine it is,
0: uh, I've got orange. Most of the bottom half of it is, is orange. The left side is kind of green. Uh, along the top edge, uh, the middle is kind of blue. I've got pink along the right edge, and there's actually a little bit of white in the upper right corner for some reason. I've got lots of different colors. Hmm. But I have been keeping my card in my wallet, and I have not noticed any discoloration yet.
2: Is that a leather wallet?
0: It is a leather wallet, yes. Really? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I wonder why they would, Why they? Why, how do they even test that or even know that was a, problem
0: well because probably they were keeping it in their wallets (laughs) and saw it change color
2: (laughs) (laughs) well maybe maybe they yeah but maybe they've changed the lacquer combination or something like that uh, covering the uh covering the card itself to fix that problem
1: i mean they've probably got it in those machines that test you know thousands upon thousands of cycles you know in this case they've got it like in a wallet or an alternative in just denim jeans on like the fake butt thing that keeps sitting up and down on the couch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing right right
2: righto all right well i guess that's it for another week so hey hi if people want to get in touch with you how would you do that i'm on twitter as at dev with a hair right mark people want to get in touch with you
0: i'm at Markr at snapsoft.com
2: all right and i'm timitra t-i-m-m-i-t-r-a on the twitter machine as well. you'll find me so until next time we'll say bye-bye this has been another episode of the More Than Just Code podcast. If you want to find out more about the podcast or see the episode show notes, visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fm. You can get in touch with us on the website or follow us on Twitter at mtjc underscore podcast. If you have feedback or questions, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskMTJC. If you like the show, please consider recommending us to a friend, writing a review on iTunes, or pledging any amount at patreon.com slash mtjc. You can find out details on how to help us out on the website, mtjc.fm slash sponsor us. Now stick around for the after show and thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: In the loss of our wonderful
2: steely damn discussion yeah well i think Jaime, honey must have caught part of it I yeah
1: i'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw up the tracks from uh from this if i don't remind me and you know, i'll i'll throw it up and if it doesn't show up there when i upload my stuff yeah
2: by the way speaking of morning losses did you hear about Rick casick
0: yeah yeah it's yeah. a
2: shame suddenly just was it 70 i think he was
0: relatively young
2: 70s not relatively young people used to like you know people used to die in their 60s you know so
0: yeah but these days by modern yeah. standards no,
2: no. for for I, I
1: get your point, Tim, that like for, for his era, uh, not too young, but then yeah. to Mark's point in the modern era, like usually people have better medical technology now and they can yeah. Yeah. last a while. But it, there have been a lot of folks, uh, Cokie Roberts. Um, I swear somebody else died oh, fairly
2: Cokie recently. Roberts died? I
0: didn't hear about that. Yeah. Hmm? And who's he? She, she's a newscaster. Okay. She?
2: Oh, Oh yeah. 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 I did see something about that. But she wasn't too old. Was she like, I think she was in her seventies right? as well. Oh, was she? Relatively okay, young. Okay. Okay. So how would I, how would I know who she is? If I, if I, was, if I knew who she was. Like, was she still working or? I don't
1: know. It's probably like me where you were like, I know the name. Why do I know? And then they do the sort of eulogy stuff. And like, oh, yeah. okay. That's why I know that
2: person. Okay. And so how do you know her? From TV.
0: <laughs> Newscasting news is what I, I know. guessed.
2: You know. <laughs> on ABC, NBC, throw me a bone here. One, you of know? Those,
0: one of those networks.
2: Okay. One of those networks. Yeah. I don't remember her at all. So yeah. all I know is Irv Weinstein on Channel 7, WKBW in Buffalo, New York. Mm. You know, I've watched enough, you know,
1: Golden Girls episodes so it's in my life, that it probably also came through that route as well as like an offhanded comment that was very timely really? for that period. Yeah, Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah. Like you know how nowadays the uh, all the kids, all the cool kids, are really into Frasier. Sorry, not Frasier. Uh, Friends and mm-hmm. um, Seinfeld. Huh? Yeah. For yeah. mysterious reasons, even though these shows came out when they were like babies, A very similar thing. For my era, where when I was in college, uh, Golden Girls and The Price is Right was really hot.
2: Yeah, for us it was. Uh... Uh, Cheers, I think. He used, to, he used to play Cheers on the TV in the back of the, keft, or the coffee house at a uh, university. You know, I almost got to sit in the friend's couch and have a selfie taken. And Jonathan and I were at the Fan Expo a couple of weeks ago, like in yeah, middle of August, and uh, he said, oh, look, it's the friend's couch. You can have your, your picture. And I, I thought about it for a second, but I didn't do it, you know. <laughs> they had like the, like the, you know, like the couch from the, from the coffee shop. Yeah,
1: the Central Perk show. Uh, yeah, Central Perk. Uh, uh, coffee
2: yeah. shop, yeah. People were taking and, you know, having pictures of themselves taken in the couch, but yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. It was like a booth with nothing in it but a couch, right? So I guess it's because friends is coming over to Netflix or something like that. Uh, big, I think uh...
1: it's returning to NBC Universal for Peacock. Oh, is that what it is? Okay,
2: okay. Yeah, no, I don't know the the, mm. the rights are all
1: crazy. What's Peacock? That is the streaming service that NBC Universal is, oh, is coming away. Yeah, huh. and I think it is getting. I might be confusing this in HBO Max. One of the two is getting The Big Bang Theory, which is very confusing since that debuts on CBS. Yes. Wait, isn't
2: the Big Bang Theory on all the time for you guys?
1: It, it, it basically is in syndication, even though the show has yeah. ended, but uh, it will continue to stream. <laughs> On a yeah. channel that's not uh, its own, it's not CBS All Access, which is interesting. I
2: don't know if it's our Comedy Network, but one of our networks here—it's pretty much twenty-four-seven um, Big Bang Theory, right? Like you can—you know—you just want to have some mindless television on in the background and just flip over to that channel, right? So.
1: <laughs> I think that's why people like this sort of stuff. It's you know, it's it's good quality. You can watch it, but it can also be um, harmless comfort food in the background. And it, supposedly, it was north of one hundred and eighty million for the five-year exclusive yeah. rights for starting in. 2021 for Netflix to have Seinfeld.
2: Yeah, well, when Mar- Mark and I were kids, it would it would have been Gilligan's Island, Leave It to Beaver, The Flintstones, Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch. Yeah, well, were they in syndication? I can't remember. Yeah, Brady yeah, Bunch. Oh yeah, or... I used to
0: watch them all the time.
2: Yeah, and but Gilligan's Island was on forever and Gilligan's ever and ever and ever. I was actually watching a Baywatch rerun, and they had uh, Marianne and, and uh, Bob Denver mm. on playing Gilligan. One of the one of the guys got hit on the head with a coconut or something like that, and and uh, which of course was a typical Gilligan's that Island other <laughs> No, but this is in Baywatch. This is. No, I, 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 I never know, watched, but I never watched Baywatch. But every, you know, like the guy gets hit in the head and then he imagines he's on the. He wakes island up. With,
0: he's on it? an island with Gilligan and Marianne, or Gilligan, yeah, yeah, and, yeah Gilligan yeah. and Marianne.
2: Yeah, it must have been post post Hasselhoff because he wasn't on the show, so hmm. I do not know if that is such a thing. And and I just I want to mention to Jaime just before uh, we get into things. I was watching um, just before the show here, and I and I end up taping. It's like, like a PVR it for afterwards. But an episode of Voyager where Janeway. And Tuvok and, um, what's her name? Alana. What's the name of the girl? Um, the, uh, Klingon woman? Half Klingon B'lana? half human. Balana? Mm-hmm. She, they, they become, they get, um, they voluntarily get, uh, assimilated by the Borg to spread some virus. Oh, remember yeah, yeah.
1: I, I vaguely remember that
2: episode. It's a two parter, right? Two parter. Mm-hmm. It's like Unimatrix uh, seen, uh, Zero or something, probably. Yeah. Unip- Unimatrix Zero? Yeah. Is, was, is that the, yeah. is that the episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where she, she, Seven in her mind goes off and joins these other people, these other, Borg people who have found a way out of the collective, right? And so Janeway goes to plant the virus and whatever, right? Interesting. And they've got the they they some other act, actors playing the uh, the board queen. So anyway, that's your your spot cast uh, catch up for the week. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait. I, I missed something. Why? What? What were you just? Oh, I watching I, it or, I, is that,
2: or? I don't think I ever saw the incomplete episode before, right? So oh, I see. Yeah. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of Voyager that I I think I like the, the last maybe seventh eighth seventh and eighth season or no? I guess there's only seven seasons, right? The fifth. In the 60s and I just stopped, I lost interest and stopped watching it, so that's when all the cool stuff started happening.
1: Is that it? <laughs> Mostly with swimming in my head is all of the um, all the nuttiness that's going on with streaming services.
2: Oh yeah! Oh so,
1: yeah! Yeah yeah. So I mentioned whole... Peacock. I mentioned Seinfeld. We didn't talk. Uh, we didn't talk about. Um, I think NBC Universal is doing a reboot of Punky Brewster. Really? A, sorry.
2: Really? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. Um,
1: a reboot slash not a reboot of Battlestar Galactica by um, Yeah, I
2: heard that one. Yeah.
1: Uh, Sam Esmail from uh, Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. Oh and really. Okay. Doing a continuation of Saved by the Bell, where the main character, Zach, has gone on from high school and college and has become governor of California. <laughs>
2: what? And,
0: <laughs> governor of
1: California. <laughs> and the he gets in hot water because he's been closing all of these low-performing schools, and his solution to the problem is to send all of the affected kids from the presumably uh, lower-income, low-performing schools over to Bayside High, and the tension between the rich prepper and the you know lower income folks is where shenanigans happen.
0: So so is Zach actually on the show as governor or is that just the backstory for the show
1: i don 't know the the information I saw didn 't show like is he still around? You know, I, I don't know. I need,
2: I need to look him up. You he also hear they're bringing back. They want to do a reboot of Princess Bride. Why? That's right.
1: That's just like a... Yeah, that's why? That's dumb thing.
2: Every, <laughs> that's inconceivable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, they, I guess they want to go back and redo that one. Drive it into the ground. Oh,
1: so to answer Mark's question, despite his character being mentioned in the long line, he's not actually confirmed to be re- returning for the show, although they report that he's in talks. Uh-huh. Um, however, Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley are going to be... They are confirmed. To return as ac slater and jesse spano
2: hmm. Hmm.
1: debut on nbc universal's new streaming service peacock
2: was it mario on that show yeah mario lopez yeah your brother from another mother
1: <laughs> i never actually looked up to see what he is I, I suspect he's probably puerto rican let me take a look oh let's see how
2: have you guys ever heard of degrassi junior high
1: um i've heard of the next gen one with um um Drake? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah. Because Degrassi Dr- 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 Junior High used to be a show that was on a while ago, and then, uh, but now the some of the kids that were on the show are now teachers at the at the school. And Kevin Smith's a huge fan of it, and, and I actually just live like one street over from me is Degrassi Street, though, so kind of like uh, in the neighborhood. But it started out as a TV show called Degrassi Street, which is which is about a young bunch of younger kids, and then they go to junior high and so on and so forth. Yeah, And now it's called Degrassi Next, the Next Generation, or something like that.
1: Oh, uh, Mario Lopez. He is of mexican american heritage well see, i didn't like, know that not even that far away in in san diego california
2: hmm. who knows maybe your long-lost cousin
1: <laughs> could be i think start asking people see how we're related to these folks
2: better start doing the, your dna tests and stuff right now that that
1: would should, should be like the selling point right like how far away am i from this celebrity should really be the, the selling point for these mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: yes siri bob